Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Star Trek Congo Season 2, Episode 6. I'm ELH the Game Master, and joining me are the usual crew of the Congo. I don't really have much in the way of announcements this week. I think it's a pretty straightforward game tonight. We're going to be doing Lower Decks style episodic nature. So uh, if you want to see a bunch of uh, references to past shows, you want to see a little bit more in depth about the characters, this is the episode for you. But uh, with that said, let's go around and have everyone introduce themselves and their characters, starting with Mr. Matthew. Hello, everyone. My name is Matthew. I play Captain Lee Tobin, former science officer, chief engineer, doctor, uh, man of many hats, um, an intensely religious Bajoran. Damn it. I was kind of hoping that you'd forget the intensely religious Bajoran part so I could make fun of you. Uh, like a year and a half of that. I can't <laughs> So, uh, my name is John. I play uh, Lieutenant Jaro Terrell, and I have a new avatar today. So, yay! Talk to you later. Uh, yeah, hey guys. I am Aaron. I am Lieutenant Commander Dottig, uh, the Tellerite Science Officer of the USS Congo. I am Watney. I play the uh, chief medical officer of the Congo, Dr. Alel the Denovulin. I'm Dag. I play Congo's resident tactical officer, Augment, and uh, former Borg drone, Fives. And I'm going to start a fight today. Very nice. <laughs> oh, wow. Very ominous. Very, very <laughs> ominous indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you're a fan of the series, you know that usually we start with an opening log, but today is going to be a little bit different. So we actually start our session with an exterior view of Deep Space October. And what we see is the Congo being carefully guided into the saucer section of Deep Space October, wherein it docks with the station, a umbilical arm is docked with the ship itself, and we begin to see personnel coming and going from the ship in addition to various repair crews and various other dock workers bringing in the new mission pod that is sorely needed on the Congo at the moment. And as all that is going on, we sort of go up through the deck plates and, oh, hello, Raiders. Welcome, welcome. If, uh, if this is your first time here, hello. Uh, we're playing Star Trek Adventures. So thank you so much for the raid. Hopefully you have a good time. Um, what was I saying? Yes. So we actually go from the view of the Congo in its berth uh, up through the deck plates until we arrive at the ready room of the Fleet Admiral. And currently seated within are Captain Lee and the Fleet Admiral herself. So uh, Ignatrix kind of finishes her sip of coffee and says, So tell me a Again, Captain, and this can be off the record if you so feel, but uh, what was this about a black hole in the queue? Uh, it was a rather strange encounter with potentially a new form of life, at least for us. The queue indicated that this nascent entity was some form of extragalactic invader that, it, should it wake, would pose a severe threat to the Quadrant. Hmm. Strange. Usually I'm on top of that sort of thing. Uh, you still have the coordinates in your records, right? We do, but um, I believe the Q have perhaps banished it from our reality. It was also some form of a-causal entity. That might be why you were unaware of it. 
she just sort of smiles and says, well, we'll just have to see about that. And she takes another sip of her coffee, puts it down again and says, so um, actually good news. That's all I really needed to talk to you about on the record, off the record. Um, let's just say your wife has been engaging me in uh, games of Calto while you've been gone. Well, I haven't had much opportunity to practice. Uh, probably means that she's going to destroy me when I Oh, it's go to actually scary. She is a master of the game. Well, I suppose uh, that's another thing to lose at and alongside our philosophical debates. Actually, she talked to me about that. She was curious whether I should bring up what was it? Uh, Aurelian morality, I think. Uh, yes, the uh, Aurelian mind is a fascinating one. Uh, the contortions of their philosophical presumptions are quite fascinating, although they're not exactly in line with Vulcan's. Mm. I bet she loves hearing that. We all have our own love languages, Admiral. Hey, far be it for me to knock it. But uh, the only other thing I really have for you before you can go about on your leave is uh, some of the captains that are present on the station did want to have a drink with you down in Penthouse, and I promised I'd pass that along. Well, I rarely pass up a good drink, so I'd be happy to join them. Wonderful. Well, as promised, that's all I have unless you have anything to report that isn't already in your log. I believe that um, my updates on the performances of Jaro and Datig are um, sufficient. I would like to know if you had any perspective on them. I know that you wanted me to, I suppose, guide their quasi-rehabilitation, if we were to use that term. Let's just say that without showing you my hand, I have a surprise for Jaro on his shore leave. and. Let's just say Dantig is probably deserving of another pip sometime soon. I share that opinion. He's been uh, he's been a remarkable first officer, really. Although <laughs> I it's been difficult for him to divest himself of some of the presumptions that define a chief medical officer. I can certainly understand that. Hmm. Well, we'll call it a learning experience. It's certainly been long enough. Anyway, uh, unless you want to hear me gripe about uh, freighter or captain reports, uh, ever since you left, there's been some sort of a rivalry between Cord and uh, another captain that uh, is actually quite really good at her job. It's kind of scary how efficient she is. I seem to recall Captain Cord being in command of a garbage scow. I'm not entirely certain how he could possibly pose a threat economically at least, to a rival business? Oh no, that's the best part, is it's not economic. It's totally Klingon honor based. Oh, well, uh, hopefully I won't have to deal with that. Um, but thank you for the warning, Admiral. Of course. And then Lee will stand and depart. So next, we are going to go to the Congo's engineering bay, where there are a number of engineers currently setting up transporter enhancers all around the Banshee. Now, for those who didn't watch last week's episode, the Banshee ended up, at the end of the day, in main engineering of the Congo. So, Jaro, you're supervising teams that are getting everything in place when you feel a tap on your shoulder. What is it? 
<laughs> he turns around. And when you turn around, what you see uh, is a blue-uniformed Orion female with two black pigtails. And she's just sort of looking over the scene and goes, Oh, you're gonna you're gonna transport it out. I was I was kinda hoping you were gonna take it apart and build it like new. Oh, uh hey. Uh hi. Um I'm I'm Jaro. Oh, uh Commander Tibna. Hello. Uh pleased to meet you. Um what 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 brings you to my engineering? Well, and um don't tell anyone I know this, but I heard through the grapevine you're looking at uh, some special equipment for the Banshee. Uh, yeah, actually, because of the way that the uh, miniaturization uh, process um, rearranged the molecules of the, the hull, I've actually been able to um, synthesize the ability to, uh, well, to phase the material. And mm. I think I may be able to make it so that uh, the Banshee is also a ghost of sorts. Tivna nods, then snaps her fingers and shouts, Hey, cut out the transporter enhancers. We're going to do something way more cool. And all the engineers just kind of look at her, then look at you, Jaro. Uh, yeah, let's, let's hold on. Uh, I'm up for something cool. And the engineers begin putting away everything they've just spent the last hour and a half setting up. Maybe you'll get a report about it oh, later. While, but... while you have the enhancers out, go ahead and run diagnostics on them. It'll save us time later. You, you got it, Chief. We love you. <laughs> they don't love you. <laughs> but Tivna at this point kind of leans into Jaro and goes, alright, so here's what I'm thinking. We take the same face cloaking technology that was found on a certain Starfleet vessel that shouldn't actually be in the records, but is anyway. And we take that principle, and we take your principle, we face cloak the Banshee, we fly it out, and then we show up every flight controller on the station. How does that sound? Oh, I would love to uh, freak out any new flight controller. That used to be my job here. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember now. You uh, used to build... Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, I, I came in with the new fleet admiral, so... Uh, uh, Charo kind of puts his finger to his mouth and... Hmm. Well, uh, you know, it would actually be kind of cool to... Uh, well, I'm trying to resist the urges, but I'm here at October. Um, yeah, I'd love to uh, phase us into the promenade. Ooh, that's going to make the Admiral so mad, but I love it. Mm hmm I love it. Yes, let's let's start work on that right away. Uh, you, Pad, gimme. And somebody walking by goes, um, okay, Commander, here you go. Thank you. Go get a new one. And she starts, like, very excitedly punching in numbers and showing them to you. And as that scene takes place, we're actually now going to transition to Kaza's. Now, since it has been a while, uh, Kaza's is the giant club uh, in Deep Space October. It is the Quarks, if Quarks was five stories tall, had big old dance floors, big old glowing columns and holograms of light. And currently seated there uh, in one of the booths is Lieutenant Commander Dantig and Dr. Alel. Now, you two are currently waiting on somebody or some people that Dantig wishes to introduce to Dr. Alel. 
Anyway, you're going to love them, I promise. But what did you say this drink was called again? Oh, was it a Denobulan Sunset? I can't remember. I don't know, but it was artful and delicious. Mm. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, I normally don't imbibe at all, so. Mm. This is Synthahol, right? Uh, it should be. If not, don't tell anybody and order me one. Okay. And, yeah. I think I'll order a couple of more. It's right about then that we hear a voice which Dag loves doing as a certain few individuals emerge from the crowd and the throngs of people coming and going from Gaza's. Oh, Lenton. Lenton, look. There they are. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. It's so lovely to see him again, isn't it? It's been so long. That, that new doctor they got to replace him just... It's not Can't even compare. Oh, tell me about it. He couldn't even do anything for my Aldavian fleas. Do you remember two months ago? It was horrible. I know. I mean, it should just be a simple salve, maybe some kind of new regulation for the uh, sonic showers. That's all. Is it really that hard? It should be very simple, and they couldn't even figure it out. Oh. I miss that human doctor, too. The one who left with the captain before you know, all that trouble. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This Love is them. Lovely one, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, do we have to? Oh, it'll be great, I promise. Uh, Linton, Prince, over here. Oh, Dottig, it's just, it's so wonderful to see you, and he will come up to you and Take both your take your hand in both of his and start shaking it uncomfortably. Yeah, the I think will actually reciprocate. This oh, is it's just a delight to see you again. I, I, have you done something with your hair? I mean, it's looking there's a marvelous golden sheen to it. I well, I, I I'm trying some new things. I don't I mean thanks for noticing. You're the first person to ever comment on that. I appreciate it. Oh, well, as you can see, and he points towards his own silvered mane, you know, one has to take care of oneself as you start to grow a little bit older, you know? Mm. Mm. Yes, well, I mean, the declining years are being very, very kind to you. I don't view it as declining at all. We're just having more free time now that all the kids are out of the out of the, the clutch, as it were. What, oh, you, you, yes. Your people have clutches, right? Uh, no, but I, your point is well proven, oh. and I, 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 I understand fully. And you know what? That's why I always liked you, Linton, is that perspective that you have. Anyway, you hey. two, let me introduce you to... Thank you. Dr. LL. This is the Congo's chief medical officer, an exemplary doctor. It's such a pleasure. And Peron will get uncomfortably close with a hug and, like, gently graze her whiskers across the cheeks of, of LL's face. <laughs> what did you say your name was again? Perone, dear. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And you were again? I'm sorry, it's so loud in here. This oh. is my esteemed husband, Linton. Linton. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. And how do you know uh, my XO here? It's okay, you can say it, honey. You don't have to pretend with us, you know. We We have an eye for this sort of thing. So we met Dr. Dodig when he was stationed here. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I see. And you two got to know each other quite well, it seems. Great. Greatest doctor DSO has ever seen. Well, you know, the, uh, without a doubt, intimacy yes. that develops between a, a doctor and his patients. I mean, of course. Absolutely. The and greatest they... doctor it has ever seen. Isn't it quite a new station? <laughs> I'm just, little details. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's lovely to meet you too. So how long have you two been um Oh well I mean we've been, we've 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 served together since the, basically since the Congo was commissioned. Oh you move quickly, Doctor. I suppose that's necessary when you start getting on in years, you know. I'm mm -hmm. I'm, not, I am 50, I'm not that old. So you're you're correct. I do need to find a second husband. Well, that looks like you've already found one, but I love it. You know. So adorable. I don't know. I feel like Dotic and I go together like oil and water. What do you think? I mean, I, which one is which? I love oil and water pedicures. Oh. Is that good for your, and excuse me, um, while I am a doctor, I'm not quite an esthetician. Um, is oil and water good for your complexion, your coat? Oh, no, it's just for the claws. Just for the claws. Up until oh. I get declawed at 75. Uh, so Ella will, like, reach out for her hand to take them and admire them. Wow. You certainly do take good care of yourself. Yes, they're exquisitely shiny. Thank you, Dr. Dodig. That formula that you gave before you left, it is exquisite. Well, I wanted to make sure that you had everything you needed before I was gone. Speaking of which, Linton, are you still getting your Retinox 5 injections? Oh, oh yes, regularly. I, I make sure to go to the doctor, even though he's not nearly as capable as you. I, I mean, I could just go on for days about the inadequacies, the inefficiency of that sickbay ever since you departed. It's It's been a nightmare. Oh. Retinox 5? Is that what you said, Doctor? Right, yes, for his uh his, his had some vision vision problems. Oh, well, oh, I mean oh. the, 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 the rash is a slight side effect. But mm -hmm. it's there's an analgesic cream that clears that right up when it when it does flare up. Oh, there's so many options to choose from when it comes to analgesic creams. I know. It's it's almost like you're just you're spoiled for choice, you know? Mm -hmm. Aren't they just delightful? I mean look at look at how they banter. Look at it look at the, they're they're right. They're perfectly in line with each other. It's it's a joy to see, isn't it? Well, Young it people. Is. I don't know about that. Am I the first Denobulan you've ever met? Uh, I'm sure we've met many people in all our travels. Uh, wasn't there that young Denobulan man we met on Ryza? Yes. Yes. Flix. Flix. What an odd name. Hmm. Yes, he... Um... He wore those exquisite swim trunks, the ones that you wanted, but they didn't make them with room for your tail, and it was so just a, just a wretched experience in that store. Don't go to Cations R Us on Ryza. It's not even run by Cations. I don't know what they're thinking. No, it's flagrant false advertising, and that's that's one of the things that's so terribly wrong about this this federation. I mean, for all the good it's done. The entire system of economics and, and mercantile trade, I mean, doesn't make any sense, does it? 
I say it's time we start a revolution. Oh, well, that's that's a game for the young, my dear. Or the Maquis. Yes, we'll, we'll cheer for the resolution from the sidelines. Absolutely. <laughs> and as you continue bantering, as you would do in this situation, we're actually going to now transition to one of the hallways aboard the Congo. And it's one of those things where, uh, Mr. Fives, you are currently just sort of walking along between duty shifts when you see a imposing figure uh, ahead of you in the hallway. And when I say imposing, I mean she is pushing eight feet tall, very red skin, horns, golden horns, stark white hair. You know she's a cornet, but this is your first time actually ever seeing one in person. And she's and... just sort of in your path, arms crossed, and her tail is kind of flicking from side to side as you get closer. And Fives will look back at his pad and say, computer, save high score. Hi. I, uh, I don't remember getting a new requisition for a uh, coronet security officer. I'm security chief Fives. How can I help you? I'm Master Chief Ember, head of security on DSO and the Tidor. They tell me ah. you're um, a skilled fighter. Is that correct? I, I used to be in my youth. Mm. <laughs> and she kind of gets in a little bit, like she leans down and gets a little bit uncomfortably close looking at your implants. How many years were you in? Um, assimilated? Yeah. 15. Mm, that's good. That means you should still have exoplating. It should be hard to break you. Yes, this will do nicely. I'm so confused right now. Oh. Well, I'll, uh, I'll make it very clear. I know I'm a Master Chief, and technically you outrank me, but uh, your ass is going to be in my gym two hours from now. Oh. Your, your gym? Hmm. <laughs> well, I don't normally uh, fight someone on first sight, but... Uh... I mean, I could punch you now, and we could make it like a whole thing, but trying to play nice. The Admiral tells me I should play nice. It's probably best not to start the punching in the hallway, if you know what I mean. Oh, I think you're misconstruing my... me. I, I just want to fight you in a fist fight. I, I don't... Why does everybody go there? Every time I challenge somebody to the fight, they're like, Oh, she's invited me to the... Why? Why? I... I'm quite sorry for the miscommunication. Um... So, is there like a ring set up? Is this boxing? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a nice, I, I have a nice arena set up, and well, let's just say if you want to make a betting habit of it, um, I know some people who can get some credits in Latin moving. Wait, wait, betting or betting? T, <laughs> not D. Okay. What? Sorry. Uh, I recently had some implants, implants activated, and uh, my biochemistry. I don't a need to off. hear about your augmented dick. I, I wasn't gonna talk. I don't have one of what? No. Ah, see, now the shoes on the other foot isn't so fun, is it? Yes. Hmm. Well, whenever you go aboard the station, just ask for Athena to take you to my holodeck. We'll settle things there. Okay. 
What time? Hour, 29 minutes, 52 seconds. Done. Good. And she kind of pats you on the shoulder and then just sort of walks away. Just, just walks away. Computer access DSO's metastructure and plot a course to Ember's holodeck. And uh, as you do so, we're now going to transition to the Penthouse Bar on Deep Space October. Now, Penthouse is a Lower Decks bar, and I don't just mean that thematically, um, but it's very much a sort of a chill vibe compared to the boisterous noise of the uh, Kaza's bar. Uh, this is more low-key. The music is actually just loud enough to hear it provide nice ambience, but not so loud that you have to yell to have a conversation. And as Lee walks in, you're actually flagged down by someone I think you have met only once before. But it is, for all intents and purposes, looks to be a human in a gold uniform. Uh, and Lee would survey the bar and then move towards the, uh, the gentleman. And he seems to not quite recognize him. He has a bit of a, an uncertain look on his face. Um, reach out a hand, uh, Captain. Oh, hey, hey, Lee. How, how are you? And uh, he gives him a hug. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, that's a little bit excessive, but all right. Um, I'm, uh-huh. I'm well. And you, Captain? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm doing great. I, I got a, uh, I got a limited edition, all in the family lunchbox the other day. Yeah, well, family is incredibly important. I can appreciate that, although I suspect that there's something else behind that. Oh no, no, no! It's it, it's just a really rare, uh, rare lunchbox. It goes it goes well with my uh, night rider my light night rider lunchbox. Yeah. Wouldn't riding whatever it is be rather dangerous in, at night? No, is there some kind of like headlight assembly? Uh, uh, actually, it's a talking car. What's a car? It it's a whole thing. You, you're going to need to watch it. Uh, needless to say, uh, the uh, great Earth historical uh, peacekeeper David Hasselhoff is uh, is uh, well featured in the uh, in this uh, particular show. I haven't heard of this David Hasselhoff and his position as a some sort of luminary in human history. I'll have to in- investigate. Thank and you. it's right then you, that a woman, uh, maybe about 5'2", so she's a little on the shorter side, uh, stark red hair, wearing a civilian uniform, just kind of walks up with a mug in her hand and says, uh, Tabris, is, uh, is this the captain we're waiting on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah. And uh, yeah. she extends a hand uh, to you, Captain Lee. This is, this is Lee. He doesn't like hugs. Oh, well, I guess we'll have to do with a handshake then. That's infinitely preferable. Thank you. And mm-hmm. Lee will extend a hand, shake it firmly. Captain um, Ovex. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. What uh, What's your ship? Uh, my ship is the USS Free Trader, and it does what the name implies. Hmm. I didn't and know you gave away things for free. It, I gave you the lunchbox for 
next to nothing. Doesn't that count? Well, I mean, you just said you're a free trader. The ship, never mind. If I may, how does that actually make sense? One would think that you can't trade something for free. You're always exchanging it for something. That's an inherent in the very concept of trading. I feel like this is going to be a long conversation. You mind if I sit down? Oh, oh no. Uh, please. please have a seat. All right. She takes a seat and she starts to explain the difference between trading between certain empires and being more like a Ferengi trader. When she kind of stops mid-sentence and looks up and she says, um, either of you expecting a Commodore? And you turn and look, and a certain Commodore Archuleta has walked into the bar at this point. Does, does she see them, or is she like... Oh, you see them quite easily. Okay. Uh, so she will make her way over. Uh, Tabaris uh, jumps up out of his seat and goes over and gives her a hug. Okay. So it's so good to see you. Ah, yes, Tabris, thank you. Um, good to see you as well. Oh, oh, actually, I believe it is Earth tradition. And uh, he goes back to the table real quick, and he's like, okay, um, in, in three, we, we all need to say Archuleta as she comes in. It's a thing Earthlings do. And uh, he, he looks over, and he's like, one, two, three. And he says, Archuleta! But nobody else probably says it with them. No, Lee is just sort of like staring at the table. <laughs> yeah, Ovex is like, what are you go what? It it it's never mind. That's that's my name. And Lee will rise somewhat stiffly. Uh, and Captain? formally. Commodore, it's um it's a pleasure to see you again. Likewise. I wasn't expecting to find you here. Well, um, strange as it may seem, I need a bit of a break from my wife. <laughs> Haven't you been on a mission for quite some time without your family? Yes, but um, Vulcan constitution is vastly superior to that of Bajorans, and I can only take about eight hours of focused debate on Vulcan first principles. Oh, is that what they're calling it these days? I'll have to remember that. Vulcan philosophy is a trying exercise. Hmm. My mentor was Vulcan, uh, so I understand. Tabris like leads from. over to Obex and says, "Are they talking about sex?" I I think they are. I mean, it I, it's implied. Okay. And uh, Commodore, how have you been since well last we met, and you condemned me to this hell of being a captain? Well, I thought you might like to sit in the seat for a bit, Lee. It's been as educational experience as I've ever had. Well, um, your mandatory time and seat is coming quickly to a close. You're, of course, welcome to choose whatever posting you like in whatever department. I will admit to missing the liberty that comes with being a simple science officer. My moralizing was a good deal easier when I didn't actually have to make decisions about it. Yes, um, leadership certainly isn't for everybody. I would understand if you wanted to step down. But from what I hear, your crew does rather enjoy you as captain. 
I hope that I'm doing right by them, yes. But what of you, Commodore? Well, mostly I've been spending my time uh, back and forth from Earth lately. I rather enjoy it, honestly. I I think I did my time out there. It does seem to be a credit to you that Williams, Rast, and I have all ascended to the rank of captain. Is it not natural that at some point everyone kind of wants to try it out? I don't think so. Some people just never had the drive, and many of us hopefully realize, if it's true, that we're not cut out for it. I would agree with that. I ascended rather quickly to the rank I was at, um, wartime and all that. So, but I don't mean to linger on the past as such. Um, it's quite the bar. A little bit different than Kaza's, but. I think Ovix at this point kind of raises her glass and says, sit down, Commodore. You're off duty, aren't you? I suppose, although I didn't happen to change out of the old uniform. Nah, so nobody cares. <laughs> sit down, have a drink. She will gladly do so and probably order like some tequila or something. So we'll return to that in a moment. We're actually going to just shift very carefully up to the second floor of the penthouse where we see crewman Ducha uh, sitting by himself just drinking something steaming when another Klingon walks up from his side. Alas, behold, can it be? Is it, is it really you, Captain Cord? You're muted. I'm muted. Yeah, we were we were definitely thinking we were missing something. Yeah, right. I am Captain Cord. Yes. Do my eyes deceive me? Does a Starfleet Commodore and a Captain? treat with Ovex that venomous heretic. Yes, that is my captain. Your captain, captain is Ovex? No, Insular Captain Lee Toysa. Tobin. Ah, Captain Lee, a most honorable man from what I've heard, although a bit of a moralizer, is he not? Yes but the lessons he teaches are well-learned. I wanted good. you to know, Captain Cord, that your tales of sanitation maintenance engineering are legendary in my house. It is the reason that I joined Starfleet and became a sanitation maintenance expert on the Congo. It is by some estimations a lowly calling however we few who are called answer wholeheartedly and we know despite whatever trials that come warp cores beneath the command chair 
up to my knees in filth half the time. That it's all for the glory of the Empire, and when I go to Stovokur, to clean the halls of my fathers and my father's fathers, that my soul will be clean. Kapla! Kapla, I will sit with you, Ducha, sanitation crewman of the USS Congo, and you must tell me your techniques for removing waste efficiently. Songs will be sung of this day. You, bar person, bring us another round of the best grog, the 2309. I, I, I have a name, you know. You've, you've been here for two hours. You, you could have, uh, all right, I'll, I'll do that. And <laughs> Just dead stare. <laughs> they wander off to fetch what you want. That's good. When they earn your respect, you use their name. And he'll turn so it's like very markedly so that the, the bartender can hear, not before. And she kind of flips you the bird, which is a very uncharacteristic thing for a Vulcan to do, but she flips you the bird all the same. <laughs> I take great pleasure in being able to actually make her angry. I do not know that symbol, that, that hand gesture, that is an unfamiliar Vulcan hand gesture to me. It is what the Terrans call a one-fingered salute. One finger. When we are done, we will earn five fingers. <laughs> and as we transition away from the beginnings of what is going to probably be a new Klingon campaign. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're going to actually go back to the engineering room on the Congo. Where at this point, uh, Jaro and Tifna, working together, have gotten most of the basics handled out. You just have to apply the modifications to the Banshee proper. And I think Tifna kind of hands you the pad. Jaro wipes her brow and goes, man, I, uh, I haven't been able to crunch numbers like this in a very, very long time. Uh, thank you for uh, indulging me, Jaro. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's actually great to have somebody uh, help out. Now, so, um, did you want to come to the uh, promenade with me in the ship? I would love nothing more. Um, we're still going to need to watch the thermal regulator, but I mean, I think she's ready for a flight. I mean, what's the worst going to happen? We'll just end up halfway through a deck plate and then the admiral will yell at us anyway. I mean, right? Uh, uh, I just got this, but, you know, I've lost it before. I'll get it back again. All right, so um, you want me to take uh, the engineering ops console? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so let's let's try this out. All right. So as you all, as Charles, you sit at the helm. As Tivna sits in the back, you turn on the banshee, and you see a new shiny green button with the words "phase cloak" scrolled on it with black sharpie. Um, and the monkey pushes the button. The monkey pushes the button. All right, I'm gonna need either you or Tivna to roll me a control and an engineering, and the Banshee will assist you with its engines engineering. The difficulty on this is a three, so you probably are gonna wanna give me threat here, and you can be assisted by Tivna if you wanna take the roll or vice versa. Um, you know what? It's Jaro's project, he'll take the roll. All right, I will roll for Tivna then. And uh, but I will spend 
uh, point of determination because of the engineering is my new home. All right. So, uh, control engineer. Um, so, I mean, with uh, that, you just need to not roll a complication, which might be a jinx, but we'll you know, see. I, I hate you. I, 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 I hate you. Literally this past week, every time I say that, complication. There we go. Yay! No complications. We're good. We're good. All right. So that is five successes, which means you get two momentum back. And yeah, uh, fundamentally, the only thing that changes in the Banshee itself is that you go to blue alert. But other than that, you seem to be stationary. And Tivna kind of looks at the readout and goes, huh. So uh, I, everything seems to be stable, actually. Um, feel free to take us out uh, at your leisure. Just he just pushes it to the to the left and does a barrel roll out of the congo all right and, so and you, into the promenade into the promenade so i don't really have well i guess i kind of do have a, a scene for this though it might be a little premature to show this but in the promenade uh we see a certain cation and as that cation is sort of looking up uh, out towards the stars, they suddenly hear gaffs uh, from passers-by, and they turn around and they look, and there is the Banshee just sort of doing loops in the promenade above them. You're muted. I'm not saying anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am speechless. <laughs> and Jana will tap his comm badge. Uh... Who should I call about this? Uh, security to the promenade. And Master Chief Emmer comes back and says, I'm busy. Is it? Is it really important? There's a shuttlecraft inside the station. Eh, it sounds like a flight controller problem. That's fair. That's fair. Um, computer, patch me into the Banshee's communication system, please. And back on the Banshee. Uh, Tivna turns and goes, I'm getting a hail from a Lieutenant Jana. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, put it through. Um, okay. Uh, Jaro, I'm going to assume this you in there because I can't imagine who else would be. You know, actually, uh, it's an interesting story. We had a misfire on the new phase cloaking uh, technology that we implemented, and uh, we accidentally uh, rematerialized here in the promenade. Okay, well, that's 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 a you problem. Mm -hmm. So... Can, can you get it out of my station, please, before you uh, destroy something that I will have to fix? No, I'll, I'll definitely get it out of your station. Uh, just a real quick question for you, though. Uh, was that excuse believable? No. Okay, because I'm going to have to work on it because I know uh, people are going to ask. Yeah, I, I'm going to be frank with you. I don't think that there's any excuse that you can give that's going to be believable. Um, okay. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Uh Yep. Uh, Jaro out. Uh, actually, he, yeah. Uh, just drinks, right? Uh, yeah, Hazos yeah. or Penthouse? Uh, preference? You know, it doesn't matter to me. I've, I've had a decent time at either one. Okay. Uh, well, once you get out of the brig, you uh, you call me. Uh, yeah. And he, he goes, uh, blue alert. <laughs> and then the uh, ship will just basically go through the flooring. So... I'm going to rain on your parade a little bit. I'm going to spend two threat to create oh, the complication God. that it goes to blue alert, but then you feel a thud and Tivna turns and goes, um, yeah, it didn't activate that time. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, 
you know, there actually might be a little bit of a complication here, Jana. Um, would you mind coming on board and helping us uh, re... Uh, well, you, you know. I'm sorry, but my internet connection just cut out there. Was that uh, direct? Was that something direct? Oh yeah, me? yeah. Uh, basically, Jaro is asking if Jana wants to uh, come up and help fix the uh, phase, uh, the phase conductors. Uh oh, what the hell? For old it, time's sake, yes. Okay. And it'll get, and it'll get out of your promenade much faster. Yeah, that is a that is a very good reason. Uh, you could still twist my arm and my tail and. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he, yeah, he just beams him up while he's talking. Nice. <laughs> you know, this is actually reopening some horribly you know, infected, gangrenous wounds with you just sort of like beaming me up in the middle of something. So, um, I think we're gonna have to like go to counseling again. But that's something we can do after I fix the phase discriminator on the the, the I yeah. think still illegal cloaking device that you've installed on my ship. You know, actually, this is. A completely different technology it's it, it uses a little bit of the foundation of the old technology but this was an inherent property of the banshee after it had uh, suffered um, um, molecular uh, um, you know, a, a compression so you're telling me that you took the banshee through a subspace compression wake and that reoriented the molecular phase variants of the duranium plating in the hull leading to a inherent phased property to its matter correct and all i had to do was hook up the cloaking drive uh with, with help of uh uh uh, uh her. hello commander tivna here you know me we uh, bump and, uh, heads and ops all the time and yes, uh, yes ma'am we do Jana would definitely uh, pick up on the uh, Jaro uncomfortableness around her type situation. Hmm. Okay, so um, are you sure you want me in here? Because um... I, yes, because now good because I I'm have... going to make this really awkward. And Tivna taps her combats. Flight control, baby to ops, and Tivna disappears, <laughs> leaving you two alone, as if this was her entire plan all along. Oh, now I'm going to get blamed for this. That's that's just uh, her know, way of getting back at me. Uh, don't worry about it. I'll 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 brush it under the carpet. I'm sure, and uh, you know this will all go away. How many times has that actually worked for you? Um, you are looking at a lieutenant again. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. Yeah. I uh, you know, uh, yeah. Let's let's try to figure this out and uh, uh, zip on out of here. And as you do so, we transition away. As five steps into Ember's personal hollow room within the security block of DSO, and when you enter into the room, what you see is an old-style uh, Asian-themed arena. And standing there in what is basically a traditional uh, martial arts style outfit that uh, ties with a belt at the waist is Ember. And as you walk in, she turns and says, Ah, Mr. Fives, welcome, welcome. This is a training program. 
How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> well, probably because you're Borg and you've assimilated Earth media. Couldn't resist the urge to say it, though. I'm glad it's ubiquitous. So, few ground rules before we begin. Any injuries we cause to one another will not be brought up to either Mr. Dottig, Dr. Allel, or any other damn doctor on the station. Agreed? Yeah. Very good. Next, the winner will receive a total case of 2257 blood wine. Okay, 2257? Indeed, yes. Wasn't that the year of, you know what I'm talking about, the thing? With the, it is a very special year, yes. And that was like the last year of the Klingon War. That's amazing. Well, should you beat me, it's all yours. I guess I just get to start drinking then. Hmm. Another thing, and this is honestly the only rule I want to impose further, best of three. So don't take it too personally when I beat you in two rounds. So nanoprobes or no? Hmm. I should be resistant to them, so sure, why not? <laughs> oh boy, Alel, I hope these, uh, these advancements of yours worked. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, and she sort of motions at the square in front of her. Shall we begin? Yeah. And as that, as you start to sort of square up and get ready, we transition to Kaza's, where, again, you know, Datig, Alel, the Cation couple are having a conversation, and all of a sudden, all of the hollow displays, all of the displays themselves, they all transition to a view of Fives and Ember squaring off and over the loudspeaker, you hear of Kaza announcing, ladies and gentlemen, Ember's fighting another one. And, you know, people start going wild. That You know, Latinum starts changing hands. And uh, for context, for the Cation couple, Ember does this to every passing security officer. So, Oh, another body for the pyre. It's just... Is that... I don't know where, where she keeps finding them. I That's... don't... What... Do you think they'd be they figured it out by now? But they don't. I mean, these poor young men and women sacrificing their lives. Well, just, like fields of broken bodies. Just, that's and, uh, and and uh, Dottig will be like, mm. and he'll tap his com badge. Alol <laughs> gets up on her chair and starts cheering for Fives. <laughs> Dottig to Mister Fives. No response. There's a jamming signal over the holodeck. No communication <laughs> in or out. He's, if they're going to fight, then he's, I mean, the, oh no. Well, the Congo is a science ship. It's really not that good at fighting. Do you think maybe it's rubbed off on Fives? Do you think maybe Fives is now no longer very good at fighting? Is he going to get beaten up? Um, I mean, you do remember when he ran away on the ghost <laughs> ship, right? <laughs> That could have happened to anyone. Lenton, Lenton, you said last time if if she won that we could dig into our savings and put some latinum on her this time because she's a very sweet girl. And if we win, we can use it to pay for her eventual honeymoon. You're right. I mean, maybe this is all part of like one of those Klingon trials, right? Where they fight each other in order to find appropriate mates. Maybe that's what she's doing. 
like a mating ritual. Oh, that's so exactly. sweet. It is. Oh, ah, you know, just laying them out flat like that, blood pouring from their noses. It's so romantic. It really is. It really is. I just, there's not enough, um, not enough claws in the ring for my liking. Um, the bone spurs. I mean, if you just think about it, you imagine it, it's almost the same thing. Well, you know, she did give me a massage like three weeks ago, and it was amazing. So you want to put down that latin? What are, what are we thinking? Um, Ten I, strips? I, 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 was, I, was, I was thinking more like five bars. Five bars? You know he's um, an augment, right? Like he's one of those crazy enhanced humans from centuries ago. He's... I don't see race. It's cool. Now that that's a very disturbing attitude, Do Doctor. What what's happened to you since last we saw you? Human what do you or mean? or augment or no? Or he's anything. enhanced. He's got. He's probably going well, to be. Which her. is it? Is he augment or enhanced? Pick one. That's the same thing. You know, Prone. I think you're arguing semantics, and I know what you're trying to do. You're not going to bait me into an argument. I didn't come here to argue for once. You really have changed, Doctor. I'm. Uh, I'm do you mellow. Are you feeling okay? Yeah. I mean, we have another doctor right here. Is is this normal from him? You could be very ill. I would say that his disposition has kind of become a little more warm the last few months. No. Oh. Yeah. I, no. I, I see. No, it has. Warm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay, fine, fine. You know what? You want to bet? You're on. You're on. Okay. I've got... I've got five bars of latinum of my own that says that Mr. Fives will uh, beat this, uh, this, this uh, very tall, impressive-looking security officer. Alel's gonna, like, pull two out of her pocket and, like, put it in the pile. That is very dangerous four fives. I like you. Oh, Lent Lenton, can we can we match this? I mean, we'll have to cut back on some of the upgrades to the shuttle. I mean, we were looking at those that new phase inducer. We can make it phase work. In phase inducer or zero gravity hot tub. How does that work? I'm you very intrigued. Yes, when, after I would we win, love we'll, to. We can we can use that to finish our upgrades. Our, our, our yeah, we can get both. Splurge. Yes, it'll yeah. be amazing. And as Latin okay. continues to, you know, <laughs> kind of pass between hands, we're gonna go to break because I have a feeling that this fight is going to be very cinematic. Um, we'll be back in about five to ten minutes. Everybody, stick around. And then <laughs> she said, "Oh, oh, we're back on there." Nice. <laughs> nice. We're gonna make that a thing now, okay. All right. Anyways, welcome back every to part two of uh, session six of season two of Star Trek Congo. We're doing a sort of a lower deck style episode today with a bunch of crossovers with past characters. And kind of the main event of this session is the fact that now Master Chief Ember and Lieutenant Fives are gonna square off for not only the honor of the Congo, but apparently seven bars of latinum that may or may not belong to Alel and Datig. In any event, I do have to go over some ground rules and things Fives would know before we start the fight proper. So, mechanically, here's how the fight's going to work. You're basically going to be unarmed attacking each other until one of you decides to ask the holodeck for a batleth or something along those lines. 
and it can escalate from there. But since the way unarmed attacks work is it's whoever succeeds the most is the one that becomes the one hit. We're actually going to be doing not only just three rounds, but also it is a total of three injuries. So normally when you do combat in Star Trek Adventures, you take an injury and you're out of the scene. This time you need to take three injuries and then you're out of the scene. So that will count as a round, we'll reset, and then we'll do another round. Um, so ways you can get to a injury, just as a reminder. Um, if you do five or more damage in a single attack, that's an injury. If you fill up the stress track, that's an injury. If you do any stress past the stress, stress track, that is also an injury. So conceivably, if you have a good enough punch or a good enough batless swing, you could conceivably drop someone from zero to three injuries very quickly. Now, fives, what you would know about Master Chief Ember is that as a cornet, she does have a resistance to all forms of damage. It's not tremendous, but she does have an innate resistance. You also know that her unarmed strikes with her fangs and her claws are piercing in some manner. So you may wish to keep that in mind. If you want to know anything else, you will have to roll me an insight and a con at a difficulty of one. Now, don't augments have some kind of resistance or increased um, uh, damage category? Uh, if you do, it would be one of your talents, and it's actually a talent that Ember has that allows her to have that resistance. Got it. Okay. We good, fam. All right. Uh, so I was just rolling for it anyways, just to get some extra momentum. Because I was going to say, you might be able to get it. momentum here. That is a, that is a good point. Uh, we're going to be rolling the uh, inside security on this. Uh, inside con, actually. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really good at that. You just got to believe. <laughs> I don't think the dice believe in me. That's the problem. Well, that's the thing. You got to believe in the dice that believe in you. Uh, let's use observation as a focus here. Would apply. Uh, or I could just use my ocular sensory enhancer that scans the tricorder. That works, too. Da, 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 da. Boom. Ha! Told you. <laughs> Told you. I mean, you get the one success, but that is a complication. I will tell you this. She's favoring her left side. But whether that's a feint, the truth, can't tell you because of that complication. We can't metagame. Mm -hmm. That's okay. All right. And at this, Ember does the typical sort of wave of the hands across one another, then goes into an open crane pose. And is it this that I'm going to turn on a little bit of music? Do let me know if it gets annoying and or is too loud. <laughs> but yes, fives. She's going to let you have the first attack on her. All right. Well, fives is just going to take a, a standard sort of drunken boxing pose because mm -hmm. he's seen the Matrix. Um, and... Uh, yeah, probably like square, sidle around, throw a couple of punches, see how you know she reacts to those those punches, and then um, uh, maybe go in for uh, a jab to her right flank on the side. All right. So the way this is going to work is it's going to be opposed, daring, and security rolls. 
And if you have hand-to-hand -hand combat, that would most definitely apply. Now, small point of clarification here. I'm not going to spend any threat or use her determination until you do the same. So you want me to spend threat? Okay. Well, no, no, no. You can use your <laughs> momentum. I um, understand. I understand. Yeah, that's fine. Wow, intense music. Good rules. That is a good roll. That is three successes to start off with. That's really good. All right. Applicable focus. Oh, she only gets two. So you are going to get a hit on her. So go ahead and roll your unarmed attack damage, and then you can narrate how you strike her. Uh, unarmed attack is... One plus your security in challenge dice. So for you, I believe it would be five. It are. It wouldn't be five. It's about fives. Interesting. Do you have Vicious on your attack? Um, I do not have the talent for that, no. All right, so then she's only going to take four stress of damage. And, uh, yeah, how do you uh, how do you jab at her? Are, I, I know you were coming in from the right, but give me a little bit more. So, you know, Fives is just sort of dancing around trying to see how she moves and, and get a, an idea for the fighting style that she's going to take. Mm -hmm. Throw a couple of, you know punches that aren't really meant to hit but they're meant to see how she reacts to them mm -hmm. and then you know maybe throw one off to the side and then come in real quick on the side right up into the rib cage on her right hand side all right so she actually takes the blow quite well in fact it's like you're hitting a concrete pillar uh she doesn't flinch or otherwise really even give a grunt of pain in fact as you hit her she kind of turns to look down at you and says Ah, good. You have more spirit than the last two officers I've fought. But it will do you no good. And at this, her tail comes whipping at your side. Ooh. We're going to roll another unarmed here. And again, she rolls two, so you need to get three to beat her. Oof. You get two with a complication, so I think that what's that what that's gonna mean <sighs> is her tail does strike you in the side, and it will deal a number of damage to you. You're only gonna take three stress damage, of course, reduced by any resistance you might have, but it does tear open the side of your uniform. And if you were to look down, there is a noticeable gash in your side, but it's not very deep. It's it's superficial at best. Um, but the complication is the fact that your uniform is ruined at this point. <laughs> ah, fair is fair, huh? Mm. You know, if you wanted to get my shirt off, you only had to ask, right? And oh, until... Now I'm really going to hit you. So... And she cracks her fists <laughs> and goes in for just a straight, like, fist punch to your face kind of a thing. And I, I will tell you this in the sake of fairness. Uh, she is going to spend one threat here to have three dice. Hey, you said you weren't going to do that until... Well, you made her mad, so... It was liar. The, it was the line. <laughs> also, as uh, Matthew has pointed out, a ruined gold uniform is kind of the Kirk power-up, so... <laughs> now you can't lose. Oh, boy. Number to beat is three. Ouch. 
I, I just rolled two on top of that, so. Ah, there it is. So I think this time she, again, is going to go for that clock to the face. And you're going to take a grand total of only three damage. Man, she's kind of holding back. But yeah, she just kind of punches your nose. And you feel the cartilage shifting but not breaking. And when she pulls her fist back, she says, Damn, I was really hoping that would have knocked you out. Yeah, you can be assimilated sometime. And uh, he's going to go like straight like for an uppercut right under her jaw. All right, I love it. Now, don't worry. Uh, after the first round, we're going to transition to Jaro and Janna just to give you a chance to get more momentum. But with uh, three successes, that is going to be hard to beat. Let's see what she rolls. Survey says she rolls a complication. Ooh. Tell you what, I will give you for the complication, add two challenge dice to your unarmed <coughs> attack for this one instance. So for you, that's a total of seven challenge seven. dice. Yep. And you do have five momentum now to add more damage if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I spend a momentum to reroll those three zeros? You could. Okay, so we'll just add that. Ooh. Yo. All right, that's oh. eight. That's eight damage. She takes seven of it, and when you do uppercut her, she does. Her eyes flutter for a moment, and if it weren't for her tail catching herself, she would have fallen over back on her on her back. But she catches herself a little bit woozy, shakes it off, and goes, "All right." All right, you want to play? We'll play. And at this, she's actually going to activate uh, one of her talents. And that talent is that uh, she is now going to gain uh, the ability to spend one threat to gain the fast recovery ability, which means that, for sake of argument, um, it's going to be a little bit harder to put her down, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I get you. If you get what I mean, wink, wink. I don't know why I keep doing that. Like, that's fucking Ember, man. But yeah, I think this time she's going to come in with a charge, like a goring charge with her horns. So let's see what we get. All right. So Fives um, is going to respond to this dodge or to this charge. Um, he's going to stand there until the last second and then uh, he'll whip around and mm -hmm. then place his uh, his right hand on on the back of her neck, and he'll activate his uh, high voltage attachment. Mm -hmm. That does Interesting. the uh, the intense. It's like uh, it's just basically a shocking thing. Noted. <sighs> All right, number to beat is three. Actually, no, you need four to succeed here. Great. You have determination and plenty of momentum. Mm -hmm. That you do. Yeah. Um, let's go uh, daring security I will spend um, is it three determination for two extra dice or, sorry, uh, if you use determination it is uh, you still momentum, roll two uh, if you want to spend momentum for a third die it is two momentum two momentum for a third okay so that's if you spend determination but if you yes, just wanted to roll two extra dice it would be three momentum like you said Right, yeah. So let's spend three momentum for the two extra dice. Okay. And uh, focus still applies here. Yep. 
Go. That's four successes. Go ahead and roll me some damage. So, uh, let's see. The tactical thing says melee of five. Which is correct. And deadly. Intense is noted. Okay. All right. So that is not going to be enough to put her down because she's only going to take three damage there. But uh, at this point, you can tell that she's getting really into it. Like, if you've ever seen a Klingon in battle, like, they're all joyous and, like, they're having a good time. This is something more akin to anger incarnate, just enjoying a chance to lash out at something. Hmm. And as she rounds on you, as you again strike her side, she her tail is whipping back and forth dangerously fast. And she says, all right, all right, I see what you're doing, Mr. Fives. I see what you're doing. And she kind of starts circling you, giving sort of that drunken boxing pose as she's kind of circles. And then she goes in for a feint to the left and then comes up and performs her own uppercut on you. All right. And I'm going to spend one threat here to give her three dice. And this is just a contested thing. Like, I don't get like a, I'm a counter move on this, right? If you succeed here, you do get a counter, yes. And she's rolled two with a complication, so actually really easy to beat here. I see that. Ha! Oh. Ha! Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so I think what's going to happen then is she is going to hit you, but uh, there, the complication is going to be the fact uh, that her attack is, shall we say, no longer non-lethal, so you might actually suffer a real injury here. Yep, I think that's what's going to be. So that is enough to injure you unless you have resistance. Uh, I do not have a talent for resistance. All right, so what that's going to mean then is as she comes in with the uppercut, uh, you're actually almost in a similar manner where you kind of jostled her brain a little bit. Your brain kind of winks out there for a moment, and you stumble backwards and fall against one of the posts of the dojo. And... She kind of looks at you and begins circling you like a, like a wolf or a lion would its prey. And she says, all right, come on, come on, come here, little kitty. <laughs> Who do you think I am? That couple that I saw in Kaza's? Oh, shit, they're probably betting on me. Wait, you're running a betting pool? Are you not? I just learned about this fight an hour and a half ago. Who was I going to tell? I feel like that... And she, she pauses in her pacing for a moment and goes, I feel like I need to teach you the basics of Fight Club. What you do not talk about, and I'm going to go and swing. All right. And I think this is going to probably decide the first round if I see where things are going. Because you're at two health and she's at three, so... <sighs> um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, so... Two with a complication. One with a... All right. All you have to do is do four damage on your attack, and it will be enough to win round one. Not enough, unfortunately. I'll spend a momentum. You can spend a momentum, yep. And you can just add one flat damage, right? Could also spend a momentum to add the one flat damage, correct. Uh... Yeah, let's just do that. That's safer. All right. 
So what that's going to mean is uh, when you come in uh, with another punch, you do knock Ember down to a knee. And a bell rings above you to signal that round one is over. And at this point, Ember's eyes seem to be glowing with fury at this point. And she kind of looks up at you and begins to snarl. And as you reset for round two, we're going to transition back to the pot, to the cockpit of the Banshee to give you guys a chance to get some momentum here. So, as I said during break, Jaro and Janna, uh, you are seeing the fight as well. Um, it's not a mandatory feed like it is in Kaza's or in Penthouse, but you're getting a ring seat to the fight right now. Oh, oh, that uh, that's... That's a concussion, I think. You're muted, John. As a oh, tradition. Uh, you know, Vibes uh, is actually pretty good at fighting. So. I mean, you're pretty good at fighting. I'm pretty good at fighting. But, like, that's Ember's enti entire thing. It's like all that she is is a fight. Um, well, like, like seven uh, feet of, of lizard woman. Uh, so that's going to suck when she loses. Ha, uh, that's, uh, that, that's, that's, that's very, that's very cute of you. What? You don't, uh, he's uh, got no chance. Oh, you want to, you want to put something down? I don't think you have enough money to bet on that. I oh, mean, no, 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 no. I, I'm talking, you know, uh, another, uh, body modification, um, bet. Okay, that's a little creepy and a little invasive. Well, that's how you got the earrings, so... I was drunk at the time, which was your fault. Yes, but you also lost the bet. I only have your word for that, because, like I said, you got me drunk. Yes, and the word of your skinned knee, because the bet was that Cations don't always land on their feet. I... That seems really racist and offensive because I am not a cat. I am not an animal. I am a Cation. Uh, you're the Just one because your planet was weird and it had no, these, no, this no. bizarre evolutionary history. You're the one who suggested that particular bet. That really doesn't sound like me. And again, I only have your word for it. But I will tell you what. I will, I, I'm going to win. So it doesn't matter. What do you want to right. bet? Uh, you know, uh, I'm thinking that, uh, you know... Uh, I've seen some things on some tail modifications. I saw a lovely cation with a tail ring recently. I, I, look, I think that, that works. Okay, it has to be near the base because I use the tip. It's it's prehensile. Oh yeah, yeah, I can no, it, it 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 yeah, yes. It, it's like it's it'd be like me crippling my hand if if it was. No, no, I understand. I understand. Okay, all right, now. What do I get if, well, when I win? By which okay. I mean to say when, you know, the, the well, lizard embodiment of fighting wins. You're, you're not going to win, but... Um, hmm. Uh, let's see. I'll give you the key to the old locker. Now, granted, I told you I lost that particular key, um, but... Do know where it is? Is it in a place where I could actually access it if I knew where it was? Yes. Okay, because that sounds like the kind of like tricky double talk thing—you win, but you don't actually win—sort of thing that you do. 
no, no, you will definitely win, and you will be able to retrieve, um, you know, that, well, what did you call it? We're not talking about that. Doesn't oh, matter okay. what's in the, the locker, mm -hmm. just that you lost the key to it, or you said that you did, okay? That, yeah. We don't talk about what's in the locker. It's like Fight Club. Right, right, right. But, you know, when we closed the locker, it was glowing. So, I... Well, never mind. Okay, it was slightly radioactive, that's all. That's not on me. But... Mm -hmm. There's a, I have a better idea. console, Jana. And when you look, there's an incoming herald from the Fleet Admiral. Oh, yeah. Oh, we need to get the Banshee out of the promenade, by the way. Right. Um... Uh, you you disrupt the comm systems, and I'll get the uh, the Banshee up and running again. Jaro <clears throat> uh, is going to set up a loop in the comms to make it sound and feel like this invasive uh, broadcast is uh, overriding the comms unit. So he's basically just going to feedback loop the fight through the comm. All right. Jaro, you're going to roll me a Daring Engineering, difficulty of one. For Janna to fix the phase cloak will be a Daring Engineering, difficulty of two. And you should and have Janna's sheet. I brought it directly over from DSO. Uh, you'll just have to scroll down. It should be near the bottom. I have the sheet, but I don't have access to the rolls or anything. All right, one moment. Let me fix that. That is odd, because I thought I brought it over with all permissions. And, and because... Uh, try it now. And because I think it's fun, uh, I'm going to give you a threat for an extra die. All right. So it was control engineering? Daring engineering. Okay. Jarl needs a one success. You need two successes. Jarl gets two successes, so that's one momentum back. Daring engineering, and I'll give you a threat. All right. And that is significant. That is two successes more than you need. So that is a total of three momentum from that task. And yeah, not only do you jam out the fleet admiral, but Jana, you discover what was quote unquote wrong with the phase cloak. It's just literally a post-it note with uh, Tivna's writing on it that says, I thought I'd give you guys some time to chat. And she signs it with one of those like emoji smiley faces and a wink. And that's, it's just literally you pull it out and the phase cloak works again. Donna will just sort of fold up that sheet of paper, tuck it into his pocket. Well, Jaro and Jana back together again for one last ride, I guess. That's uh, face cloaks operational. Oh, it's good. All right. Um, a blue alert. And he punches the button. And then just, yeah, trusting his friend Jana, uh, he is just going to uh, go straight. Right through, uh, right through the wall. And this time, you do end up outside of Deep Space October. Nice. It's at this point, though, you return to Ember's Dojo. And at this point, uh, as was stated, uh, all of you should reset your stress. So your stress goes back up to maximum. And again, it is a battle to three, uh, three injuries. However, I am going to spend a threat that at this point, Ember does again activate her fast recovery too. What that means for you fives is that for every round, every roll that takes place, she's going to get two stress back. Just so you know. 
<sighs> but hit at this point, and hit her hard. Mm-hmm. At this point, I think Ember's done playing games. I think she's gonna spend a threat to come at you with her claws at the ready. All right, uh, Fives is gonna bob and weave and see if he can get a sucker punch in. All right, number to beat, you need four successes here. Oh boy. Uh, I will spend one momentum for a third dice. All right. And focus. And you get five nice. successes, so you actually get a momentum back for that. There are two momentum back. All right, go ahead and roll your damage. All right, four damage. Do you want to reroll those zeros? Not at this time. Not at this time. All right, so you're going to do three damage, uh, which she'll heal two of, so she actually only loses this much. Um, so you do sucker punch her, but you thought you hit concrete before. This is hitting solid duranium. Like, you might as well have just, you know, tried to punch neutronium for all the good it's done. Ah, Damn. it hurts when you hit me, doesn't it? Let me show you what that feels like. And she goes in for a left hook. And again, she's going to spend one threat since I was given it so, so gladly by your fellow <laughs> comrades. Hi, we're betting on fives today. We're going to give the DM threat. Hmm. Uh, All right, number to beat. It, you need six successes here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, and she's coming at me how? Left hook to the face. Left hook to the face. <sighs> um, okay. Let's see what happens. Still the, uh, still the second... Uh, second round uh i'll spend uh momentum well one two three for two extra dice okay so that gives me four and mm -hmm. focus and oh, you boy. get five successes not quite enough to beat it unfortunately oh. so what that's gonna mean is she's gonna come in with her left hook to the face and I'm going to spend one threat to reroll those three zeros. I still get three zeros, so you only take three damage to the face. Wow. Um, fives is going to try to, because I, I'm sort of like artistically thinking, they matched dice there, so she hits, but he kind of like tries to lean away from it. Right. explains why it doesn't hurt as much. Um, and he's going to roll out of it, and as he rolls out of it, he's going to be like, you know, I normally don't go down on the first date, but for you, I'll make an exception. He's going to pop her again. All right. I mean, it seems to be working. Getting her angry seems to work. Security. Uh, I will spend that last momentum for a third dice. All right. And I forgot to add my focus to that. Uh, let me check. Uh, yes, if you had a focus, that would be five successes. Okay. I'm not even gonna roll. You know what? I'm not even gonna roll because I think it. I think it's fair in this moment that you would probably get a hook in. Okay. And we'll do that. All right. Four damage, or three damage. So she only takes that much. And again, 
you hit her, and she just takes it. Like, she doesn't flinch, she doesn't move, she doesn't snarl. You're punching walls at this point. And she says as much. She says, Oh, I haven't had a blood rage like this in decades. Oh, this is delectable. And she kind of creepily licks her lips and then goes in for kind of a, a pinning maneuver against one of the columns. Uh, oh, a pinning maneuver against one of the columns. Okay. Correct. All right. And I'm going to um, give her one threat on this. You need to get okay. me four successes here. So fives. Uh, what's her stress at? Uh, her stress is at 16 out of 17. In fact, uh, you should have been able to see her bar this entire time. Let me fix that. Do you see her bar now? I don't see it. Well, you should see the blue bar above her token. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, quick question for tracking momentum. Since you didn't roll in that last one, how much would we get from that? Uh, you would get your full momentum back, so three, three momentum for that. Sorry, uh, chat's great. Um, all right, so fives is going to. Uh, I'm gonna use my determination. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna charm the birds from the trees and faint like I'm, I'm, I'm getting tackled into this column. But at the last second, I'm going to duck under it and push her face into it. Okay. So you need to roll me two successes then. And I'll spend one momentum for a third price. And away we go. And you not only get three successes uh that's a grand total of six successes so you actually get three back yeah she goes into that column and uh you may add two challenge dice to your roll and i will spend a momentum to re-roll those five all right all right so that is going to do four damage, and when you basically duck underneath of her and then shove her face into the column, she shatters through the column like it was not even like balsa wood, but something even less than that. So like just sheer paper. And oh, splinters. as splinters fly everywhere, uh, she kind of rounds on you, and you actually see <laughs> that some of the splinters that are sticking into her face... Um, they begin popping out as she continues to regenerate. And You're a she's... woman after my own heart. Oh, I'm going to enjoy pulling your arm off and beating you to death with it. You know, that's what the queen said before I... Uh... Well, you don't want to know about that. And I think she is going to actually, in her rage, she's going to attack you. I'm going to impose a complication range on her. But I am going to spend three threat to give her a significant amount of dice. Well, then I will spend three momentum to try and balance that out a little bit. You need seven successes, Buckaroo. Oh, geez. Uh... Uh... <laughs> challenge of value! Challenge of value! There you go. Challenge of value moment. 
challenge a value? Oh, geez. Um, you can switch up, like, you know, if you still have Weirb, or you can switch that up with, like, oh, not the face. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> not the face. Uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what happens here. Uh, that was Arthur's battle cry in uh, the tick. Not the face. Not the face. Um, could I actually challenge Charm the Birds from the Trees? Sure, what are you replacing it with? I'm replacing it with, you will be assimilated. Okay. Oh, Lord. So that would give you your determination back? Okay. And Which, two, let me math that, that is seven successes, which two. matches hers. No, I can math, she has six, you have seven. That is enough. So go ahead and roll me your unarmed attack damage here. And that is enough to injure her. So uh, she is going to suffer an injury, and this time she'll go down to the mat, and she'll pick herself up, her back spines flaring out at this point, and she wipes literal green blood from her, or black blood from her lips, and then kind of looks at it and then very creepily licks the blood and goes, yes, this is delectable. And it's at this point that we're going to cut away as uh, round two continues to go on. We're going to go to Penthouse for this one. Where at this point, I think uh, the Commodore and Lee might have uh, some opinions as well as Cord, Tabris, Ovex, the, the whole gang. Commodore, does the Admiral actually approve of this kind of conduct? Oh, yeah, I come from a security background myself. This she does is... this with every officer, chief chief officer. The woman security. is psychotic. How is she still in Starfleet? I mean, that's her, like, race. That's what she does. It's what they do. Uh-oh. I Am find I that... right, GM? I'm not. No, you're you're actually right on the money. <laughs> I find that to be repugnantly reductive, as if it were to say that every single Cardassian was a brutal warlord bent on raping planets. But I mean, aren't they? Says Ovex. I mean, let's let's be fair here, aren't they? <laughs> Some of them are just slightly obnoxious and uh, swarmy. Tabaris is feverishly writing in a. Uh, in like an old timey spiral notebook. Uh, uh, Captain, who are we to deprive others of consensual ritualistic behavior? I see nothing culturally enriching about brutal blood sports. Meanwhile, upstairs. Koi Kalas Pook Lord Koi Pook Pe Yogbo Marco Jesu We Friday is the spice of life, is it not, Captain? You're flat. And yeah, Ducha laughs at that and pats his cords back. Yeah. He says, Look, she this is this is why she'll win. Because she enjoys the pain. She understands that suffering enriches the soul. 
Nobody understands suffering better than a man who used to be a Borg drone and suffered for 15 years on that. And he's not a Borg drone anymore? Yeah, because he won. Oh, that just means he's a quitter. No, he quit quitting because he went back to what he was before. Well, if he quit quitting, isn't he still a quitter? And how many times are you going to say quit in the same sentence? Speaking of quitting, you haven't had a beer in... 10 minutes! Another round, bar person! You've had six. It's been a slow day. You're right. We have to. We have to catch up. Six more. Ah. Before we go back, we're also now going to go to uh, to Kaza's, where I did want to give those characters a chance to comment as well. You know, it's remarkable that the um, the almost pride in uh, very obvious sadomasochistic tendencies mixed with a kind of exhibitionism. I wonder if Fives would introduce me to her. I've I've never seen her go this far into a fight. Lenton, do you remember? Well, there was that one Klingon, right? The the, the Klingon lieutenant. You know, they, they brought out the Batleths and then they had to reattach his arm. Right. And I don't. So I that don't must think have been I've after. Yeah, this was definitely after I left because I, she was never chief of security when I was here. But oh, I do miss a good limb reattachment surgery. Well, if you stick around, you might still get one. Uh, speaking of which, shouldn't there be a doctor observing this? I mean, in the holodeck with them. I mean, there are two doctors watching it right here. I don't know. That doesn't seem like it would be very helpful to them, though. I mean. They don't really look like they need doctors, though. No, no, they actually seem to be rather, rather enjoying this. I'm on leave. I'm enjoying it. Hmm. I can uh, transport right there if they need medical attention. I'm not the CMO of this station, but... But, I hope uh, they don't have the transporter scramblers enhanced for that. She usually doesn't like to be bugged during during a match. Oh, that uh, that nice Cation in engineering, he'd be able to beam them right into engineering or into the holodeck. It wouldn't be any trouble. Oh, Jonna. Hey, wait. You said you were looking for a second husband, right? Yes. Yes. As you say that, we transition to the the cockpit of the Banshee where Jaro and Jana, you're doing loops around the station that nobody can see because you're face cloaked when, Jana, you get a hail from the Cation couple. Perone to Jana. Jana, are you there? Hello? Is this thing working? Uh, Hello? Yeah, I'll, I'll put you through. Uh, Jana's right here. Hi. Jana. Hey. Um, there's a lovely uh, Denobulin here, and she says she's looking for a second husband, and I know that uh, you've been waiting for the right time. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's more about the, the right person. And uh, I don't know necessarily if we'd be compatible. Well, you um, haven't even met her. Like, don't knock it till you try it. Uh, well, I just, you know, I, how old is she? I mean, I, I'm quite young and... She, she says that she's 50, which is like 
barely post-adolescent for a Denobulin. And, you know, age is just a number. Uh, I don't know how to end this sentence or this call. Um, no, no, marriage isn't a sentence, sweetheart. It's the best part of your life. <laughs> you know, I, I guess that comes down to a kind of matter of perspective. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing someone. So, I, you know, I really appreciate the, the thought You're and... You're seeing her to that's great. You can be here and like the fight's on. You can just come out over anytime. Uh well I appreciate that. I'll 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 be there. Um Okay, honey. For, it looks yeah. like the fight's gonna start again. We'll see you soon. Love right. you. Yeah, I don't really love you. She doesn't hear <laughs> that part. <laughs> <laughs> so Alel, I would assume might be like, oh, this is this is still on the banshee, right? Nah, we're gonna transition back to back to causes of that. Okay, so uh Alel would probably hear this mm-hmm. and she would be like, you know, I already have one spouse. You know who really needs help though? I'm this all right ears. Here. This guy right here is just pointing Oh, She's oh, like, so he doesn't, even, he doesn't even have one. Can you believe it? That means that um, he's adopting your culture's polygamous rituals. Then, no, he doesn't even have oh. one. Wait, no, I, was, I mean, obviously, you, you two. Yeah. In short order. You're the one, and 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 you're looking for a second, right? No, no, I think she's yes. looking for a second with him There's and then a, a third concept. with Jonna. There's a human oh. concept called wing man. Wing I'm man. Not f- I'm not familiar with bird-related rituals. No, but, I mean, that sounds delicious. Bird wings are a, a delicacy, but... Essentially, no, wing man No, that's why we got is... banned from score. Yes, yes. Um, it's a good thing we can still go to Aurelia, though. They're like your co-pilot. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to find somebody for Dottic, not myself. Do you think Jana would be interested in Dottic? Well, he does have that lustrous golden mane. I mean, oh. what Cation wouldn't appreciate that? Did you say he has a lustrous golden mane, Mr. Well, Dottic? Yes. Yes, yeah, just talking about me. Oh, I thought you meant the other Cation. Well, Jana <laughs> is you no. Know, you were going to say Dottic? I mean. Well, I mean, that just, it, he doesn't have a mane. No, he has to grow into it. He's still young. Fully, you know? Right, right. You're, you're a fully grown, virile lion, and he's just the little cub, you know? I mean, he's growing into it. All right, I'm going to just stop you there. And um, I'm going to just go and get another beverage. I'll take another one, too. And we will Please. drop this thoroughly disturbing line of inquiry. And when I come back, we shall never speak of this again. When you go up there and get your drink, Kaza, I'm sure you know her. All right, right, yeah. Get the good stuff. She has to have the good stuff somewhere. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Peron will lean into Lenton and is like, oh my God, they're so perfect for each other. I know. It's like looking at a younger version of us. A (laughs) hundred percent. Oh my God. We transitioned back to the holodeck at this point. <laughs> Where, you know, Ember is still regenerating before your very eyes, but this is an opportunity for you to uh, attack first there, Mr. Fives. Oof. You're, uh, you're formidable. Has no, anybody ever you. told you that? 
Ah, very few that have lived to tell the tale. Well, I plan on sharing this far and wide on all the places Congo stops next. Did you see what you did to the the column right there? And, and that's she just very it. gingerly uh, brings a claw up to her face and pulls out a big splinter and just tosses it to the ground. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, fives will uh, will wait till she, I mean, is she like standing and like squared off, ready to go? Uh, she's kind of bent over, uh, almost. Um, I'm trying to remember the pose, almost like a sumo pose, where oh. she's kind of got her knuckles on the mat and she's like getting ready to charge. But this is your opportunity Oof. to attack first, if you so wish. Oh, hey, I, <laughs> I've been here before, and uh, fives will. Um, he's gonna go in to try to sweep her. Okay. Two successes. Easy to beat. I'm going to give her one dice, or three dice with one threat, and that'll be enough. Ruined. And that'll also be enough that when when you go in to sweep her, she launches at you uh, with a speed and ferocity that you were not expecting. And this time, you go through a column and fall against one of the walls. Now that's what I'm talking about. Whew. And Fives will, uh, you know, roll over, get up, and dust himself off and square back up. <laughs> well, come on. I like it when my prey plays with me. God damn it, I did it again. I mean, you walked right into that one. I'm going to walk like you, you into, into this. Just fucking hit me. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Okay, Ember. Uh, yeah, fives will uh, fives will just start um, boxing. Um, probably just taking jabs at her face because that seems to be the only part that's uh, remotely damageable. By at this point, every hurts. time you've gone for the face, it's worked out for you. So, right. uh, out of determination, out of the other stuff. All I got is momentum. There's no momentum. Fives is boned. Wait. All right. One success. This round will not be well. One success with a complication. Hey! Which means you are going to clash. And at the end of it, uh, what I'm going to say is that Ember's regeneration is going to stop. Uh, She is no longer feeling the drive to maintain the fast recovery talent, so she's no longer regenerating stress. And at this point, I think it's her turn to try her own sweep on you. And I'm gonna spend, I only have two threat remaining, so I'm gonna spend one of those to give her a third die. And let's see what happens. All right, I, I, you would, yeah, you would need to challenge another value to even have a chance at beating that. Yeah, I I am I'm not there yet, I think. Alright. Yeah. So gonna that's gonna be six, and that I believe is enough to not only injure you, but is that enough to tick over your stress track? 
Uh, it is not enough to take over my stress track. I still got. Then two I left. will spend my last threat to reroll those two zeros. Oop. Well, All right, so that's going to bring you down to one stress, and you do take another injury. But again, we're playing until you get three for a round. You go through not only another column, but half of the wall this time. <clears throat> I haven't had this much fun getting thrown around since... I'm, I'm not going to tell you the rest of that story. Maybe later tonight for drinks? Kaza does owe me quite a lot of winnings. It's on then, and fives will go in for uh, a spinning kick. All right pure dice war of attrition here pure rng let's see where the dice want things to fall looks like your number to beat is a three which i need to see oh. all right apparently you're evenly matched so it occurs to me that what might be more fun than resolving this out is that we leave it a mystery where we'll say round two we'll go to ember but the third round, we're going to leave a mystery, and you all can flavor it as you wish in future episodes. And if, the reason. In a future episode, we see Jada with a tail ring. <laughs> there you go. Maybe. Maybe. But as we transition away from the jubilation and everything else going on, we do return to the Banshee because I did want to give Jaro and Jana one last moment together before the Fleet Admiral reigns on their parade. So this was great. Um, you know, thanks a lot for hopping up and uh, you know helping out. I really do appreciate it. And I also heard what you told my captain, or at least, well, not what you told him, but that you told him. So I appreciate that. You know, I had uh, I had a lot of things to work through on my own. And I think I, I took a lot of those out on you. What I do know is that uh, this felt like old times, and uh, it really felt good. Uh, uh, of course, it did I mean, you know, this this was this was really good. Thanks. Uh, you know, I'll have to, um, you know, that person. What was her name again? Pretending like he doesn't care. Sorry, out of character, what person are you referring to? Ah, uh, the engineer. Tibna. Uh, yes, uh, Commander Tibna. Yes, uh, the, the one who kind of arranged this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, she seemed nice. I, I could put in a good word for her. I mean, if I start, like, bad-mouthing you again, she'll love you even more. We, we don't get along. Oh, really? Why don't you get along with her? I mean, she seems she seems really cool. She's really overbearing and has her own perspectives on how engineering should function on this station, and it's a, it's a whole long backstory. You know, people breathing down your neck kind of thing. Oh, so she's kind of like me. All right, good. No, well, yes, actually, a lot like you. Um, all right, now I don't know whether or not that's an insult, but in any case, um... You've had the key all along, by the way. You know, you Where? know the, you know the placard that we got for the contest. You know, I kept the keychain. You got the placard. 
the design contest for the ship built, yeah. that we built yeah. back at the academy. Yeah. Yeah. If you take the if you take the plate off and slide it, the key's in there. Why did you put it there? I figured it was something you would never lose. You were always really proud of that award. I was proud we did it together. As as was I, Jonna. And this is this is this is really good. Uh, but I'm pretty sure at least I'm going to get yelled at now. It's a funny thing you say that, because right about then there's a transporter signal as someone beams into the banshee. And believe it or not, it's the fleet admiral herself, and she just kind of takes a look around, arms crossed, and says, Well, gentlemen, who wants to explain why um, you're doing loops of my station? Well, um... Hold your thought, I know you're just going to bullshit me. And she smiles and takes one of the chairs and sits down. See how many Gs this thing can pull. Perfect! Uh, He actually has a switch on the side um, and it does say oh shit on it mm. and he flips it and it turns off all the inertial inertial damper dampeners or severely limits them as he uh, starts flying it can I also add one thing to that mm-hmm. it also starts playing uh, highway to the danger zone because of course oh yeah all right so as uh, Top Gun music blazes... Hey, yeah, and... actually, actually, uh, Jara will look at Jana and say, I feel the need, the need for speed. And as... I when he says that. As the Banshee takes off like a Banshee and begins doing high G maneuverings, that is where we'll end tonight's session. So yeah, what did you guys think? I, I thought it was great because we got to see uh, a lot of old characters, see what they were up to, and... There was some uh, good uh, character development, I thought, in all the sexual innuendo that we just ended up dropping all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> no, it was really fun. I, I love the RP focus that was a of, the, of the conversations, not some like the fight was also. I always fun. enjoy the opportunity to play Perone. Hmm. Yeah, you, uh, you and you and Matthew do the Cation couple almost too well. Like, no lie, if we ever do do a Klingon campaign, I just want to have the Cation couple on board for some reason. I don't know why. I just want them on board <laughs> because Maybe they that's think after it's Congo. They think it's an episode of the Love Boat. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> the bird of prey, boss. The bird of prey. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. YouTube, this is where we say goodbye, but Twitch stick around because we're going to raid somebody. But YouTube, see you later.